When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hi, Alice. Hello. Welcome to Diddy TV. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. From California. From California, just outside of Los Angeles. Did long you, way from home. Yeah, you are a lo long way from home. Is this your first time to Memphis? My very first time. I couldn't believe pulling around the corner here and seeing the Lorraine Motel there and driving past Beale Street. I, of course, I got in late last night and didn't have time or the energy to actually go check out Beale Street, but it's really cool to be in Memphis. So you uh, grew up or you were born in California. I was, yeah. And then your family moved to Florida for a bit? Well, yeah, I really grew up in Florida. I was born in California. My mom grew up in, in L.A., um, but when I was about two, they moved us to Florida, and I really grew up in Florida. Didn't go back to California till about 10 years ago. So really, I'm more, more of a Florida girl, but, but at heart, I think I was always a California girl. Because <laughs> now you feel home. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love California. So you grew up in Florida, though, and that's probably where you started to play guitar, sing. Is that where you got started in music? Were you small? How old were you? Yeah, you know, I was one of those kids who, I, I feel like I started singing as soon as I could talk. <laughs> um, I just always loved to sing. And it also, my parents helped a lot. They were both singers. They both played guitar. So I grew up around so much music. You know, it, they would sit in the living room at night and strum guitars and sing harmonies and sing great old folk songs. Their, some of their favorites were Graham Parsons and Emmylou Harris. So I pretty much grew up wanting to be Emmylou Harris. <laughs> So I, I think was you're on your way, by the way. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. You know, she's kind of, she's this goddess in my mind. Um, but yeah, so I just had really great influences um, growing up. That you know, and it's funny. Like 
I didn't appreciate it quite as much when I was growing up. I, I loved the songs, but, you know, of course, then I start listening to some more modern music that also actually inspired me to pick up the guitar, kind of, you know, like in, in really in like early high school, I started picking up the guitar and writing songs. And it was kind of in that like Lilith Fair era, mm -hmm. too. Like I was a huge fan of Jewel and Sarah McLachlan and the Indigo Girls and Alanis Morissette and that whole era of... Very inspiring group of women, female artists. Absolutely. It kind of made me go, wait, maybe I could do this, you know, if these women are up here doing it. Um, even though I'd heard great women growing up, but it kind of took some of, you know someone closer to my age to really relate to it and uh so I started picking up the guitar and writing songs and uh you know it, it still took me a long time to actually get up the guts to do music full time <laughs> but it, this, this the seed was always there I always wanted to do music do you remember when you first started playing out in front of people and what that was like yeah you know like really as soon as I learned about three chords on the guitar I started writing songs and I remember my first song in high school was something about you don't love yourself enough to love me. <laughs> and, and everyone thought it was this really, you know, deep song. And I'm not sure I even knew what it meant. I just, it sounded good at the time. And, um, but then I, I took that song and I entered the talent contest at, at my high school and I won. And I was like, wow, maybe I've got something. Maybe I'm like, maybe there's something here. So I remember my first official show was at a Borders bookstore uh, when I was like 16 and uh, I was kind of hooked after that. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible when you're playing in front of people and they're loving what you're doing. It really you is. You get that energy back from the audience and yeah, you can it's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, it's a lot different than just sitting in your bedroom strumming a guitar, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to try to write this song. But then you play it for people and you see them respond. And yeah, that's, I, being on stage is, is my favorite place to be. So when did you make that leap from uh, I might be doing this career to I'm going to be a full-time musician, and uh, that's I'm going to hang my hat out there, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, I got my degree in journalism. I actually worked in newspapers in Florida for a few years and then moved out to California and got a couple other jobs. I kind of moved out to California with the idea that I was going to do music full-time, but then I still chickened out once I got there. I was like, oh, I need a job. I need, you know, and so it still took me until about five, six years ago that I just saved up and I was like, you know what, I have to do this because it's what I love to do more than anything and life is too short. I'm going to regret it if I don't give it everything I've got. So yeah, so about, about six years ago, I quit my job and I just started touring full time. I just started getting on the road, just doing research, just asking people, where should I play? Where should I go? And just, just kind of learning as I went. Do you feel that dedication to, the, to music full time has really improved your music? It songwriting absolutely, ability? absolutely has. I mean, because there really is no better teacher than just getting on stage and, yeah, and seeing the audience response to things, learning how to talk to an audience, learning what resonates with them. Um, I feel like, yeah, I've grown so much in the last six years compared to the previous however many that I was playing and, and not playing every day. You know, now I'm just out there playing a show, you know, almost every day sometimes. And it, and it is, there's just no better way to learn how to do this and how to, how to hone your sound. Uh, so it, it's, it's been a pretty invaluable thing to just spend time on the road learning. Along the way, you've had some incredible validations. I know in 2017, you were um, voted female country uh, artist, uh, vocalist of the of the year in California Country Awards. Is yeah, they had the California Country Awards in Southern California, and I got female vocalist of the year, which was quite an honor. Um, it's a big state, so that is a big honor. <laughs> it is. 
Yeah, and I, you know, along the way, it, it is nice to get that kind of validation. You know, you feel like you're on the right track, but to have somebody else come in and <laughs> and, and add to that, it does it does feel really good. But of course, you know, you've been um, complimented in all sorts of publications, like No Depression and, mm-hmm. and various, you know, uh, radio and everything else. They're really they really love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Um, and from a California perspective, there's such a long history there of that California country tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda Ronstadt, obviously, from a female perspective, was, was out there doing her thing, and people have compared your voice to hers. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a very big compliment. It is. Um, how do you feel yourself sort of fitting into that tradition that started back in the 60s, 70s, and goes forward to today in California? Yeah, I really love yeah the the kind of history of California country that goes back really even when the Okies came over and you know settled kind of around Bakersfield you know the whole like honky tonk sound that came out of there and then you know obviously the Bakersfield sound of Buck Owens and then Merle Haggard and everybody and then carrying it forward into you know to Los Angeles in the 60s and 70s yeah with like the Laurel Canyon stuff and the Graham Parsons I mean even though I grew up in 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 Florida because my mom was from California and my dad had spent a lot of time out there I feel like I kind of grew up in the California country sound because they were playing all those Graham Parsons and the birds and Tom Petty and and Linda Ronstadt and all these great sounds so I feel like I was I was really influenced from that you know right from the get-go. Yeah, I feel like between Emmy Lou and Linda Ronstadt, I feel like those are the two women I like taught myself how to sing by just mimicking what they were doing. So, so yeah, I, f- I feel like my music fits into that. And really my, my new album ended up being a very California-centric album, even in terms of the songwriting. I really found myself just, just kind of living in that space. Um, and I was spending a little more time at home and just kind of ended up writing a lot of songs that were oriented toward the coast and, and toward California. Well, let's talk about Into the Blue, because that's the latest album. just mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. Um, title track is The Blue. Yeah. And it's, if you haven't seen the video, you guys have got to see it. It's, it's, a, beautiful, it's a beautiful song. And I, I can't be for sure, but it looked like it was filmed somewhere along the California coast. Yeah, right in, uh, in Malibu, this beautiful beach. All of a sudden, I'm blanking on what the beach is called. But it was such a, a gorgeous day. And then, yeah, so it, it's a very California song. Because really, the, the song came from I was sitting at home on a New Year's Eve and just kind of thinking about my decision to quit my job and go after music. And, and all the time, people come up to me at shows, and, and you know they're telling me how lucky I am to be living my dream. And I, and I am so lucky. But it hasn't been without a lot of sacrifice as well. And, and I always just, like, I wrote that song to to encourage people to find some way to go after their dreams, even if it's terrifying, even if it involves sacrifice, because, yeah, it does, at the end of the day, feel like life is awfully short. And um, so I kind of came up with this phrase of sailing off into the blue to chase whatever it is that makes you happy. And uh, and so, obviously, it has a very coastal imagery in in the song. So it feeds the soul. Yeah, absolutely. So Into the Blue was recorded where? In Los Angeles, um, mostly up in the valley at this studio called Fitting Room Studio, which is owned by one of the producers on the album, Steve Burns. Uh, It was also produced by KP Hawthorne, who is a part of Rebel Road Records, who actually released the album. So KP released the album, uh, or Rebel Road Records did, and it's KP and uh, Adrian Isom and Karen Rappaport. And so I have these three women 
uh, on this record label who have been supporting me a lot. And then also some people with JTM Music. I have like a, you know, for years I've been kind of doing most everything on my own. And so now I have this amazing team of people helping me. And it's just, it's been an incredible thing. It's got to make things a little easier. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, this is, this is how it's supposed to work. So, so were all the songs cooked and baked? Had you already written them all before you got to the studio? And I really had, yes. We recorded it mostly at that fitting room studio. We did actually record a little bit in Malibu also. Um, and we really had most of the, the songs put together. Like, I tweaked them in the studio a little bit here and there. And, we, you know, we, we cut a few songs here and there. Um, but it was a really great experience. And um, we also uh, got in a couple great session players to play. This guy, Jay Bellarose, who's an incredible session drummer who added so much to the album and his partner Jen Kondo's on bass plus a whole you know smattering of my you know great talented musician friends in in Southern California so it was really an amazing experience to record this album I feel like this is the album I've been trying to make since I started making music like it just feels like me you know Yes, yeah, so when you start, obviously, um, everyone talks about the fact that songwriting gets better and better. It is a craft, mm -hmm. and uh, the songs on this album are very melodic. Um, they tell stories, really wonderful stories. Um, you know, obviously, uh, The Blue was more about yourself, but there were a couple other songs. Um, tell us about some of the other um, themes in, in the, the songs on the album. Yeah, I think really when I did start traveling... Um, it, it made me appreciate the ability to tell a story in a song, to like relate something along the way that, that, you know, has some kind of universal theme. Um, and, you know, I spent a lot of time in Texas where storytelling songs are, are very important. And so I, I've been kind of influenced by that. Um, and so this on the album there are a couple songs one was inspired by a texas story i i've been going through el paso and you know some friends of mine there were telling me this story you know el paso was right on the border with mexico and um he's a he's a firefighter and an emt and we were sitting up after a show and he tells me the story of a of a call they'd gotten to go help a woman who had come across the border in the night and she'd had her baby on the floor of a gas station bathroom and I just, you know, to, to him, this was like a normal everyday occurrence. And I just couldn't get that story out of my head and just feeling like, you know, that's something I would never in my wildest dreams ever have to face. And I wanted to give her a story. So I, you know, I crafted the, the Desert Rose song and, and like the Santa Ana wind song that I wrote with my friend, Andrew Delaney in Texas. It's actually about, you know, the Santa Ana winds in California, but it's really more about how the Santa Ana winds now are, can so easily bring the wildfires that have just you know, devastated, devastated parts the state. Of California, yeah. Right. In the last few years, you know, we wrote it when the Thomas fires, the Thomas fire was going in, um, Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. And at that point that was the worst fire we'd ever seen. And then this past year it got even worse. Um, so trying to relate some of that, uh, and yeah, just trying to, to bring attention to some of the issues that are going on in the world these days, uh, which there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot to tackle. <laughs> so just trying to do a, do a little bit just to highlight some stories, bring like a personal touch to, uh, to these kind of issues. We have a beautiful voice and there are beautiful vocals that, that change throughout the album, depending on the song. Mm -hmm. um, you have lots of range and not, lots of depth in your voice. 
Um, one of the things I read about you is that you actually know how to yodel. And I just had to ask the question. Yeah. How did you learn to yodel? I know I've always been, you know, I've always considered my voice like my main instrument. And, you know, I've always been a very vocally driven songwriter. And it was actually in high school when I was really just learning, you know, finding my voice. Uh, I was a huge fan of Jewel. She was one of my favorites, you know, just great vocalist. And I found out in early college that uh, that she yodeled. Somebody sent me this recording of her yodeling. And I didn't realize that anybody still yodeled. You know, I just hadn't heard any modern singers uh, attempt yodeling. And she did this amazing yodeling song. And I just thought, I really want to do that. And so I just, I just kind of locked myself in my bedroom for about three months on a summer home from college and figured out how to yodel. And ever since then, it's been a part of my shows. You know, I, I kind of tend to just save it for the end. You know, I don't want people to think of me as a yodeler, you know, first and foremost, but it's just such a fun way to end a show because people don't see it coming. They don't hear it very often. And a lot of times if they do hear it, they don't hear it done well. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, bring back a little bit of a, a little resurgence of yodeling, and it's a lot of fun. Well, now I have to try it, so I'm going to go off in a closet someplace where no one can hear me, but yeah. I might have to just give it a shot. Give now it a that shot. I know. It's not as hard as a lot of people realize. Like, I mean, even a lot of singers use that vocal break that is the yodel. Mm -hmm. They use it in their music, but they just don't take it the full step into yodeling. Um, so really, I think, you know, if, a lot, if other people actually practiced it, that, they could totally do it. But, you know, for now, it's, it's pretty much me and, like, Slade Cleaves and a few others <laughs> who are still <laughs> keeping it alive. But, uh, yeah. Well, you're in good company, at least. Absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so what's next for you, Alice? Just doing a lot of touring to get this new album out there. You know, just did a great one through the Northeast here that I can't wait to come back. It was really my first real tour through the Northeast, and it went so well. And then I'm going to the Pacific Northwest and then back to Texas. Uh, I'll be coming back to Nashville again in the fall and hopefully Memphis. And then going to Europe uh, in October, going to the U.K. and Spain. And uh, just going to stay on the road as much as I can, keep learning, keep growing, keep writing more songs. But, but in the meantime, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled to get to play these, these songs for everybody. It sounds like an amazing year. And I just wanted to thank you for coming today. And we can't wait to have you back. Well, thank and, you so um, much for having me. Everyone needs to go out and get the album. <laughs> thank you. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 